Hey guys, this is Cheers to Leaving. I'm Rachel. And I'm Molly. Welcome to our bonus episode for you guys. Yes, you're welcome. Um, This is going to be chock full of resources for you. Yes, resources and awareness and all that. Venting. (laughs) Some venting. Yes. So Rachel, do you want to start with why we're doing this episode? Kind of share with our listeners the reason behind it. Okay, so the reason we're doing this episode is because it came to my attention uh, by one of our listeners and Instagram followers that um, the old co-host of this podcast, who is also a um, life coach, um, has been individually messaging, um, I assume, more than just this person um, as early as this year, and... um, I wanted to let everyone know that this is not something I knew about. Um, She had made this person really uncomfortable and didn't respect her boundaries when she had said no. So um, I felt like we needed to talk about it and like address it just to make sure that everyone knew that I wasn't aware of it. And I'm sorry that this, if any of this happened to you guys, but um, this was not with my knowledge or consent. So um, that being said, it kind of sparked some, um, like us wanting to talk about life coaches, us wanting to talk about, uh, you know, trauma, us talking about, you know, safe places to, I guess, unload this information and talk to someone and learn from someone. And um, we obviously have our own opinions about life coaches. But um, we also want to acknowledge that there are definitely life coaches doing good work out there. We just think it's important to be like careful and kind of like safeguard yourself so that you don't, you know, become vulnerable and open up to someone and then kind of make things worse, if that makes sense. So um, if any of that has happened to you, um, feel free to message us about it. If you want to talk to us about it, um, we're more than happy to, to hear about your experience. Um, and I just want to apologize on behalf of the podcast, if that made you uncomfortable or you felt like your boundaries weren't respected. So with that being said, yeah, it's never, it's never cool to solicit, um, potential clients through somebody else's Instagram platform or social media platform, public platform. And that's basically what was happening was she was going into our follower list and privately soliciting business from our listeners and our followers. And what's shitty about it is it wasn't innocent in the sense of like, oh, like they're interested in the same kinds of things that I'm teaching about. So maybe they'll be interested in my coaching. It was, no, these people are like traumatized and in a very specific kind of way that I can understand. And so I'm going to use that to manipulate, like emotionally manipulate them into buying a coaching package, um, which is just very unethical in many ways. Um, it's one thing if she's doing it from her own platform, it's another thing poaching from another person's platform and then making us kind of look shitty, you know? So yeah, especially cause she used to be involved with the podcast, but that, 
I mean, gosh, that's been it's been a while. Yeah, it's been over a year. year. Yeah, it's been almost two years. So, um, and like I've been co-hosting this podcast with you now for almost a year, and yeah, we're like completely not involved with whatever she's doing. I I did listen Mm -hmm. to her podcast like two episodes, and just like from my experience being a um, a body worker and in the therapy industry for like a really long time, um like what I picked up was just a lot of regurgitated like spirituality and um, health practices and like not a lot of um, original thought. So do with it what you may. Um, If you enjoy that kind of thing, like the more watered down pop psychology, maybe that would be, you know, the direction you need to move in, but that's not who we are and it doesn't align with us. And um, we're here being authentic and true and sharing our stories. And, um, the guests that we bring on our show are always, um, coming from a place of higher education and from a place of a lot of experience and professionalism. And so it is, yeah, it was just like, we just wanted to speak on that so that, um, you weren't lumping us in with whatever she's doing now, because that's not who we are. And there's a reason she's not working with this podcast anymore. Hmm. Yeah. And we just want to let you know too, like, I feel like you need to be really careful when it comes to religious trauma. And I don't think it's cool to like bait people like that, I guess, no, for lack of a better word. It's, it is baiting and it's shitty. And, um, I, I think there's nothing worse than someone approaching you and being like, Hey, I know you have wounding in this area of your life. And I have all of the answers. Like that's exactly what church does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the and thing that we're deconstructing, like, like this is like the reverse, but like the same thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like religious trauma was just sort of like coined not that long ago. So I also feel like we don't know as much about it as maybe, you know, traditional therapy and life coaching isn't a licensed therapist. So it's, just be really careful about who you share your religious trauma with and who you're taking advice from. Cause a lot of these people also suffered religious trauma themselves, which is totally like valid. And it doesn't mean that we don't have things to share that we can learn from together. Um, but I don't think it necessarily qualifies people to help you through your religious trauma and all of that entails and what that dredges up and stuff. Like most therapists have a hard time dealing with religious trauma and they, are educated and licensed, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. Anyway, I think this would be a good time to kind of go into what the differences are, um, between different kinds of therapy and coaching and just like what the regulation is so that you guys have a better understanding of what you're getting yourselves into when it comes to seeking out help. Um, so I pulled up, um, this can all be found on simplepractice.com. And it, this is an article called What's the Difference Between Therapy, Counseling, and Coaching by Dr. Ben Caldwell, PSYD. Um, this was published October 30th of 2019. Um, the article basically just goes into the very basics like, what's the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, which we know. A psychologist cannot diagnose necessarily or chooses not to diagnose. Um, They are not going to be giving you medication um, for your mental health disorders or whatever it may be. A psychiatrist can do those things so they can diagnose and they can give you medication. Um, So 
th that's the very, very, very basic of those two things. Um, the difference between a therapist and a counselor, um, and this is what he says, he goes, today there isn't much difference between a therapist and a counselor. They're kind of used interchangeably um, to refer to mental health professional trained in healing conversations who can assess, diagnose, and treat the full range of mental and emotional disorders. Um, but if you want to get technical, um, a therapist or a psychotherapist is one who is trained in using psychotherapeutic techniques to treat mental illness. Counselors are someone who specifically studied counseling, which has different origins than psychotherapy. Um, and it's kind of like it came out of like the child guidance movement from and research on human development. It's licensed separately from um, psychotherapy. So it's a different licensing process that you go through. It's a different regulating board um, depending on your the state that you're in or the country that you're in. Um, so mental health counselors might have training in like more niche type things like career counseling or business counseling um, and that traditional therapists may not be trained in. So, yeah, so that's kind of the difference in that. Like, for instance, my dad is um, an ordained minister and chaplain, and he went to get the, um, through like the Franciscan order, he became a chaplain who can do like counseling circles. So he works in intervention programs with youth and helps families and kids have conversations around difficult things um, with kids who are facing expulsion. But I wouldn't say my dad is a therapist. I would say he's a school counselor and he does not have a background in um, social work. He does not have his degree in that. He has his degree in religious studies, um, but he is able to help facilitate conversations toward helping kids get their needs met. So you can do that without like a license or a degree he just like went and got a certification right right but like i, I wouldn't mean, be i wouldn't tell someone to go to my dad to unpack their trauma no no <laughs> he's he's i mean there's definitely a time and a place and an area for things like this like right. we're not saying you know you shouldn't ever go to a life coach it's more like if you choose to work with one i wouldn't recommend unloading or unpacking your religious trauma with them. I right. would choose to do something that's a little bit less. I, I just wouldn't choose to do trauma with them. I would go right. to someone who's trained in trauma for that. Well, so here's the difference between coaching and therapy, because that was just counseling and therapy. Now we're moving into coaching and therapy. So coaches motivate and encourage people to achieve specific goals. Um, so a lot of times coaches will have yeah, like, they're a, like your cheerleader. Yeah. They'll have like a coaching program that you do that have certain goals and homework assignments that you do. It's a little bit more interactive and act action based. They are your cheerleaders. You're making all of your decisions. They're like guiding you in the direction you would need to go to hit your goals. So I paid for a business coach when I was launching my business in 2018. And, um, it was really cool. I was in this really cool, like online group of massage therapists who were trying to launch their business. And we had this amazing coach and she did a lot of like, um, where we were overcoming like limiting beliefs and we were working through, like, she had all these like cool things in the program, like, learning how to write copy. And, you know, it's like an actual like game plan. Like when you think of a coach on a, like on a soccer field, that coach is telling his players what strategy to use to make a goal. Right. 
So that's what coaching is. Therapy is there may not be a specific goal in mind. You're coming in to work through like deep emotional problems or um, trauma that you had in your past. So coaching is really great if you have a specific thing in mind. Like for instance, right now for me, I'm trying to figure out who I am as um, you know, a queer person moving in the world. Um, I've looked into coaching programs. I've also looked into therapy. I've decided therapy may be the best route for me right now because I have some shit to unpack and unlearn and to process. A coaching program is not going to give me the space to do that necessarily. Right. And then my yeah. uh, coach may not be facil like have the background to be able to help me through some of that unpacking, which may carry a lot of trauma which it does mm -hmm. because, Hey, <laughs> it likely will. <laughs> yes. And, and there can be like trauma informed coaches. Um, and that I'll get into that for a second, but I think the biggest thing to talk about right now is that the United States heavily regulates therapy and therapeutic services and counseling. What they don't regulate is coaching. Coaching is largely unregulated. Um, it's a very new market, um, and so while regulating like regulation and like ethical codes of conduct are kind of becoming a thing now, it's really just up to the coach's personal preference of whether or not they're going to follow it. So even if someone is like, I got my coaching certification from this online program, um, that doesn't guarantee that they're actually going to follow any of the ethical codes of conduct. So a lot of times they'll cross boundaries or push you into your trauma a little bit further than they're able to even handle. Um, you just have to be really careful when it comes to who you decide to work with, with this stuff. And I just, I really don't recommend going to a coach if you're needing to work through your trauma. I don't recommend right. that at all. Yeah, I don't either. There's and, and we're not trying to like shit on anyone that has this sort of business either. We're not trying to cancel anyone. We're just trying to educate people because we have had like some certified people on our podcast, like Andrew Jasko, um, who has been doing rigorous training to prepare, you know, for working with people who specifically have religious trauma. And he is educated in all like the basics of psychology and things like that, but then also is working on this trauma part. And so that seems like a more safe and better option for you than getting in over your head with someone who could potentially make things worse. Also, Andrew is getting his degree in psychotherapy. He's getting his master's or doctorate in it right now. And so yeah. yeah, so he's, and he's, trauma he's a highly educated person. <laughs> he's trauma yeah. informed. He has, um, his past education in, um, your brain therapy. is safe with yeah. him. Yes. I would trust Andrew. Um, he may not be the most affordable option, but sometimes the best help isn't going to be that affordable. This is America. Like, <laughs> it's America. It's America. Yeah, capitalism. Um, it, it was, um, go ahead, Rachel. Go ahead. No, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to get across that. Like we're not trying to like hate on people or hate on my previous co-host at all. Yeah. Um, we just also want you guys to be aware that I am not cool with someone coming in and targeting you guys simply because you are our followers and like you follow us for our content. And I don't like you being like picked off by people for their own gain. Yeah, I guess, we're not a own. fan of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm not a fan of. And I don't think it's cool. I think if if someone wants to acquire their own followers and you want to follow them or whatever, that's fine. Um, but yeah, that's, 
that's what I'm saying. Something else that came up interesting in this article is about um, regulation and coaching. Um, I just wanted to read this little blip because it really stood out to me. Um, because coaching is regu- is less regulated, some therapists who are disciplined by their state licensing boards may choose to go into coaching instead. So think about this. Someone may have been revoked of their therapy license because they were acting unprofessionally or unethically in their practice, and someone made a complaint and reported them to their licensing board. So they get delicensed, and guess what they go do now? Now they're coaches. Life coaching. Yes. So that is a big red flag. And that's something yeah, to look that's into. That's actually really scary and concerning. That's very concerning. So I definitely um, just be careful when you're out there um, looking at programs to help you through through um, whatever you're going through. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about like what is trauma-informed care? What does that mean? Um, what kind of things should you be looking for when you're looking for a trauma-informed therapist or a trauma-informed coach? Um, so I pulled up some information on that. Um, this is pulled from uh, socialwork.buffalo.edu. So it's um, the, social, the College of Social Work, Buffalo, New York. Um, Trauma-informed care, TIC, that's an abbreviation, is an approach in the human service field that assumes that an individual is more likely than not to have a history of trauma. Trauma-informed care recognizes the presence of trauma symptoms and acknowledges the role trauma may play in an individual's life, including service staff. Um, So there are six guiding principles to a trauma-informed approach, trauma-informed approach. This is the CDC website that provided this info. Um, so these are the, the, the six things that you're looking for, um, safety, trustworthiness and transparency, peer support or peer review, collaboration and mutuality, empowerment and choice, cultural, historical, and gender issues. So pulling all of these things in as a frame of reference. So, Um, adopting a trauma-informed approach is not accomplished through any singular or any single particular technique or checklist, but it requires, and this is important, it requires constant attention, caring, awareness, sensitivity, and possibly a cultural change at an organizational level. Um, So trauma, like using a trauma-informed lens is a lot more nuanced then we realize, um, we think that it's, oh, I'm trauma-informed. I follow these six guidelines when I'm conducting therapy. It's like, that's not even enough. Um, I work in a trauma-informed space for therapeutic body work and massage, and we are in, under constant mentorship and accountability with our lead therapist. And she is... Um, and I'm constantly learning and constantly um, in, in a space of open-mindedness. And I bring client cases to her all of the time. And we discuss how I addressed whatever came up in the session. Um, it's very intense work to be in trauma-informed therapy, um, t- to be the therapist or the facilitator of that space. Like It's not a simple thing. So if someone is running around saying they are trauma-informed, maybe they read The Body Keeps the Score. That is not enough to say that you are trauma-informed. Or maybe they took like a little weekend course and suddenly they're trauma-informed. Okay, yeah, maybe they have some better ideas of what it means to be trauma-informed, but just tiptoeing around 
tender issues because a client may get triggered is not doing something in a trauma-informed way. Um, to be truly trauma-informed is I'm aware that these things may come up and it may trigger my client and I know how to facilitate helping them bring their nervous system down and calm down and helping them work through this more difficult stuff. I am very aware of the fact that this conversation may be triggering. Our podcast strives to be trauma-informed. So we have all of our guests sign a um, it, like a consent form basically stating, I'm aware that some of the things that may come up in conversation will be triggering. And I am giving consent to discussing these specific topics. And I am not giving consent to discussing these specific topics. So we give them the opportunity before they even come onto the air to tell us things they do not want to talk about to avoid the conversation getting incredibly uncomfortable for them. We also have in that statement that if the conversation does become uncomfortable for them, they can stop it at any time and we can find some grounding so we can get clear on what it is that's making them uncomfortable. And then we can decide whether or not we are going to move forward with the conversation or cut that piece out completely and move on to a different subject. So being trauma informed is much more than just tiptoeing around shit and, um, or, pushing people into their trauma, which is another misconception. People think that being trauma-informed means that, oh, I'm aware they have trauma. So in our session, I'm going to push them into their trauma. I'm going to force them into it. I'm going to make them look at it. That's not helpful either. So, and that can be very dangerous. It can cause someone to spiral and really like lose control over the situation emotionally. So mm -hmm. the if you guys are more um, interested in getting some more information on like trauma. Um, a really good book is The Body Keeps the Score. I highly recommend it. Um, but there's a lot of info online right now. You can even take classes that kind of teach you a little bit more, give you more info. Um, but yeah, that's something to like discuss with a potential therapist or a coach is how do you address trauma in your sessions? Are you someone who likes to push their clients into their trauma? Are you someone who tiptoes around it? How, how, what do you do when trauma comes up in the room? and in this space. So having that conversation with them in that first like 15 minute consultation you may have before you commit to a program, I think is really important to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also if you have some really intense trauma, we'd definitely recommend a therapist. Yeah. Someone who's like versed in that, that, that would be yeah. ideal for you. Not someone not going who can to... really take care of your brain while you are working through that. Yeah. I think a therapist, like that's their job is to help like take care of your brain while you are sorting mm -hmm. through your mess. Right. So that you don't come out having, you know, being worse off than you were before. Cause I've definitely seen that happen from people who are definitely not qualified to be helping through people through such intense things. Mm -hmm. So that's our concern. Um, but also we're not telling you what to do. You can do whatever you want. We just, just wanted to, yeah, we just wanted to educate you and give you some info and make you aware that, um, this was happening and it was making people uncomfortable and, um, we are not a part of it. So yeah. I'm definitely not, um, I am not a fan of people who quote unquote heal from their trauma and then suddenly start selling coaching services online for that particular kind of trauma. Um, everyone's healing journey is incredibly different. One thing that maybe worked for you isn't necessarily going to work for another person. We are not one size fit all. Um, 
everyone needs a new unique approach to their therapy. And so working with a coach who only background in what they're marketing is their own experience. That to me is not enough to certify them to help other people. Right. Exactly. That would be like us trying to have a therapy, not a therapy or like some sort of life coach, religious trauma podcast. And as we love to say in our podcast, we are not therapists and we do not know what we're talking about. So please do not take our advice. I mean, like I am a therapist, but I'm not a therapist in this realm. But you're not like a, yeah. (laughs) I'm a therapist in the body realm. Like I can help you like feel safe in your body and reconnect with your body and heal through your body. That's my expertise. That's where my training comes in. And I use a trauma informed lens with that work. But we are not doing that here. <laughs> right. We're, and we are not licensed therapists no. as far as like of the brain. <laughs> no, not at all. Psychologists. We, I never want anyone to think that we are. And we say it all the time just to like, com- just put that in your head of like, if you really need therapy, you need to go find a licensed therapist. You cannot listen to our podcast and think this is enough. (laughs) (laughs) Or join our Facebook group and think it's enough, Yeah, but it is great. We're here to provide support and hopefully community. We're here for for the solidarity. (laughs) Yeah. We're here to just talk shit sometimes, which can be therapeutic. It's very therapeutic at times. Um, But it can also be triggering. And I also want to acknowledge that, that sometimes our content can be really heavy and it can be triggering and it can activate your nervous system and cause you to get really just like the heart palpitations and you start biting your nails. And for me, I like scratch my skin and pull my hair. Like that's, and if you're starting to feel that way while listening to our show, maybe that's a good time to stop listening to it and go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Go right to therapy. Do not ask no. Right to therapy. Call your therapist. $200. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's not worth the stress of um, reliving things. Um, So if you're in a space where this stuff is just so tender and and sensitive to you, um, we're here for the solidarity and we're here to hold you and to tell you that you're not alone. But also we recognize that sometimes our content can be really hard to digest. So take a break from it if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I take breaks from it. I don't always listen to our episodes over again. Like, (laughs) I'm like, no, I also just don't want to hear myself talk sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, uh, (laughs) yeah. Oh my God. Like it is interesting. Like having to being so immersed in, um, the religious trauma stuff. Like I want to stay up to date. So I'm watching all the documentaries that are coming out on Netflix and Hulu. And I'm trying to, you know, stay up to date on all of the scandals and the things that are happening. Cause like it is relevant and we are going to talk about it on the show, but, um, sometimes that's really hard to do on like a weekly and sometimes daily basis to be doing all of this research and all of this consuming of this material. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. It can be tough. Like I have to take yes. real breaks from it because it will wear on me. Well, and I also started following Girl Defined so I can like, like see their content and like shit on it. But then there's like some videos that I see them post and I'm just like, this is so fucking toxic. And like, I hate it. And it's triggering. It makes me mad. <laughs> it just makes me so fucking mad. But also like, I don't know, can relate, can, you know, understand where these people are coming from because we used to be in it but it's also just like did we really think that way like that's insane 
So that in itself, I feel like can be a form of trauma because you're like re-traumatizing yourself. Yeah. You're like, how did I ever? Yeah. That's actually something I'm currently going through. I started listening to this podcast called Heaven Bent and um, uh, Troy and Brian from, I was once a teenage fundamentalist. uh, They recommended it to me. They were like, it's kind of like a true crime like approach. It's like an investigative podcast, which I love investigative true crime podcasts. And we were, we were joking about how, (laughs) if this podcast was a true crime podcast, we'd be making money by now. (laughs) But yeah, it is a big, like people are into it. Yeah. They're into all the murder podcasts and it's really interesting. This show is super well done. It's called heaven bent and you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but I'm listening to season two right now. I started in season two. Don't ask me why. Um, And they have all of these sound bites from worship services from this like big culty church called Bethel in California. Um, They were, this was the church that was doing all of those big live worship performances all over the U S during the COVID-19 lockdown. And they like went to DC and like performed. And then they were like, um, there was a town that was, um, it was during the George Floyd protests and like they went to this one specific city. I want, I want to say it was Minneapolis that they were there and they like set up and we were doing this big worship service and people were really pissed off because they were like, what the fuck? We are in mourning right now. Our city is burning and you're over here singing. Like, I remember that. Was that with, um, Sean, what's his face? I forget his name, but essentially the podcast covers this whole church and like they are a cult for sure. Um, Were they the ones behind Let Us Worship too? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, well, that's what it's called. Let Us Worship is the name oh, okay. of the um, tour. And I guess they're still doing it. And it's by Bethel. I don't yeah, I don't remember if Bethel. I knew Bethel was behind that. I Bethel, thought it was like yeah. its own thing. Well, yeah. So that's the crazy thing about this podcast is they really go into it and you learn all this crazy shit about it but what was getting me was last night i was laying in my bed listening to it and you hear like these sound bites of worship services and then they interview um people who are coming out of the worship services and just the crazy shit that they're saying about the holy spirit and i'm listening to this shit and i'm like this sounds so insane to me now like this is wild that at one point (laughs) I was her, the girl they're interviewing. Like I was straight up saying the same crazy shit and saying it with my chest and believing it with all I am. And I was like, so fucking triggered. I was just like that, like how in the world, like this is, it was like listening to a piece of fiction. It was like listening to a fairy tale. And I'm like, how in the world was that me at one point? Like what the hell? The sound bites from the worship services, like, I never realized worship music was going to trigger me that hard. Like, yeah, worship music pretty much always triggers me. So yeah, it, it definitely does. And, um, what's funny, my, my sister messaged our group chat our family group chat. And she was like, I'm sitting in the doctor's office in Arkansas. Cause that's where they live now. She's like, I'm sitting in the mm-hmm. doctor's office and they are blaring Christian music from the nineties. This is so uncomfortable. I want to leave. <laughs> We're all in this together. <laughs> I hate when businesses do that. It's so unsolicited. They sequester it's like, you in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like stuck in the waiting room. You can't go anywhere. Right. Right. Or a restaurant or whatever. And they're just like playing Caleb. And you're like, please stop. <laughs> please stop. I did not consent. <laughs> 
Yes, man. Yes. This I, is... I feel like that about does it, right? Yeah, that's, I think that's what we wanted to share with you guys. That was just what we wanted to talk about. I would say if you are interested in pursuing um, therapy, I have a couple of resources for you. So if you are an LGBTQ person and you are trying to deconstruct your faith and also come out to the world as LGBTQ or just like have support in like real therapy, there is a company and hopefully I will be working with them pretty soon um, to get my own therapy. They're called the Christian Closet and they support believers and people who are deconstructing their faith um, who are LGBTQ. And it's, it's a group of therapists and coaches, and all of the coaches are therapists as well. They just have to go by the name of coach if they are um, providing therapeutic services out of the state that they're licensed in, but they are licensed therapists. Um, so that's also something to keep in mind if you're doing um, online therapy um, outside of your state like the therapist is outside of your state. They're like licensed in another state. They may actually be a licensed therapist. They just can't call it therapy. Um, if they're not like accepting insurance or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. So that's like another regulating thing just to keep in mind. So the Christian closet is a really good one. Andrew Jasko is another really good resource. You can find him at Christian dogma or lifeafterdogma.com. Yes. Lifeafterdogma.com. Um, he, like we said earlier, um, is a, therapist <laughs> and he also has a background in uh, trauma-informed care and in specifically religious trauma he also um, helps people integrate psychedelic experiences so if you're using psychedelics to help you work through your trauma um, and you want to work with a therapist who's very open-minded towards that kind of approach and understands that approach he is the person to go to highly recommend him yeah, he yeah. knows his shit he knows his shit. We had him on twice. We love him so much. I want him on again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. I told him when I was like, you should just be on our podcast for forever. Be our third co-host. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. The man is very, very smart. Um, yes. That's why he's in Oxford right now. Oh, is he? Love mm -hmm. that. Um, another person that is a really good resource that we've had on our show is Phil Drysdale. And he's based out of the UK and he also has an amazing network of people who can help you support, help support you in this journey. Um, if you just like look through our podcast episodes and we have coaches and therapists and psychotherapists and counselors and people who specialize in this work, who we trust and we know that they're doing good work and they're not working outside of an ethical regulating body. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, we have yes. all of the things. Yeah, so just like hit up our podcast show notes and find what you need. That's what we're doing mm -hmm. this for. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome and goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good night. That is all. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this little bonus episode of um, uh, fun resources for your therapy and mm -hmm. happy deconstructing. You are not alone. No. And uh, be careful with your brain. Yes. We love you. <laughs> Don't pay someone $1,500 who has doesn't have a degree or a background in trauma coaching or therapy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, do personal it. experience is not enough to certify someone to do something. Mm -mm. No, because if so, I have a 
lot of certifications I need to get on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, like, can you imagine like me, like either of us trying to be like a trauma, like a religious trauma coach? Like, oh God, like someone comes to no. us telling us how horrible their church was. Like, what am I going to say? Like, oh my God, fuck him. Like, that's awful. <laughs> fuck them all. I don't know. Yeah, my, that would be my reaction. My advice used to be just like, go have promiscuous sex if you grew up in purity culture. Like you need to just get out there and have experiences. You know what? Sometimes you need to do that. Though. Yeah, but that's, that's also not the healthiest approach. <laughs> no, it's not. You shouldn't tell people what to do. No. That's what you got to follow up with. But I don't know though. Yeah, that's just me. I don't know. <laughs> But I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. In case that screws up your whole life. <laughs> Sorry if I just destroyed your marriage. <laughs> Sorry. My, my no, advice recently when like counselor. people come and tell me about how shitty their partner is or how shitty their husband is, I'm like, well, just leave them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have money? Do you have an escape plan? Yeah, Just no, leave. I'm like, so start working on your escape plan. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You've told me for the seventh week in a row that your husband is shitty and horrible and like manipulative and abusive. Like you obviously should not be in that marriage. Like, I don't know what else to mm -hmm. tell you. Like, he's a shit person. He's not going to change. Like, good luck. Like, yeah, I shouldn't be a, I shouldn't be a marriage counselor. <laughs> no, and I shouldn't either. Just because I'm married, that would be you know oh can you like, imagine oh, i'm married so well, yeah, I'm, 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 that means i can talk about marriage and tell you what to do with yours or oh i had a baby so therefore i can tell you how to raise your child well, this is you the know, age just... of influencers where they literally will take something from their life like i see this with oh my god like fitness coaches because they got <sighs> in shape they are suddenly certified enough to help other people get into shape and then oh guess what she just got pregnant so now she's going to be launching a prenatal um, workout program yeah. and help you work out during your pregnancy. And in like, like this stuff is like not regulated. And I was a personal trainer, a certified personal trainer, um, for many years. And I was watching all of these fitness influencers on Instagram doing this thing. And I would like really do a deep dive and try to figure out if they even had their certifications, if they paid for liability insurance, if they were doing continuing education and guess what? None of them were. <laughs> which is scary because it's your body and you can really injure yourself yeah. working out, especially if you're lifting weights so and especially if you're pregnant like oh my god especially if you're pregnant or they'll launch the um they'll have a baby and then suddenly they're like a postpartum workout specialist and i'm like yo yeah. i'm actually a certified pelvic floor therapist and guess what that was a 1200 dollars program that took me three months to complete along with labs mm -hmm. like it was not a walk in the park to learn this stuff and then some fucking fitness influencer is just like oh you just had a baby and just making got your, more money than you you got your six <laughs> week checkup and you're good to have sex and you're good to go i created um a workout plan to help you strengthen your pelvic floor like every pelvic floor therapist is just like screaming because oh, you're yeah. about to destroy your pelvic floor and then you're going to be going to us to relieve your pain so yeah, don't believe everyone you follow on the internet, um, even if their messages... Most of them are lying. Yeah, even <laughs> if their message is like, seemingly good or you feel like you can relate to them, it doesn't certify them to talk about what they're talking about necessarily. Like, yeah. people need We're to just stay at in that their age, lane. Yeah. It's, just be so careful out there, guys, Like when making the decisions of who you're going to give your money to to help you. Like, be fucking careful. 
make sure these people are peer reviewed, make sure they have like a really good, um, track record with the work that they've been doing. Make sure they've been doing it for a while. Mm -hmm. Make sure they have actual client reviews from actual clients, not just family members and friends who wrote them reviews to help boost their SEO on social media and on Google. Yep. All good things. All good things. Be safe out there, kids. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Just be safe out there. Everyone wants your money. Yeah. It's it's bad. All right. Well, on that note, we will see you next time. Yes, we will. Love you all. Be safe. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cheers to Leaving. Sound and editing by Cameron Smith. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and share with your friends and others who are deconstructing. Are you looking for a safe space to deconstruct and be in community with others who are also in the same process? Join our Facebook support group. Just answer the questions when you request to join. Be a part of the conversation, meet like-minded individuals, and get some support. Find the link in our show notes or search for Cheers to Leaving support group on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Cheers to Leaving. Email us at cheers to leaving at gmail.com with your stories about leaving evangelicalism. See you next week.